Hello and welcome to Speaking Startup, Missouri Business Alert's podcast covering the news and issues important to Missouri entrepreneurs. I'm Jack Anstein. And I'm Casey Murray. On today's episode, we'll hear another installment from our Outstate project on entrepreneurship in small town Missouri. This week, we focus on the town of Kimswick, where the business community has responded after the cancellation of festivals that are vital to the local economy. And later, we'll look at how Global Entrepreneurship Week has pivoted during the pandemic to continue to provide entrepreneurs with the tools and information to keep their businesses thriving. Plus, we'll have this week's headlines, digits, and other startup news you need to know. So what are we waiting for? Let's speak startup. Casey, it is November, and so I have decided to start doing No Shave November. Wow, that's a very interesting choice. I know I've seen photos on the internet of people that have attempted it and ended up with pretty full-sized beards. Yeah, I've always been smooth shaven before, so I'm a little bit nervous, but I figured that while everyone's wearing masks, it's the best time to try. I bet your family will have a lot of interesting comments to make at your Thanksgiving dinner this year. I know my mom's going to hate it, and so I'm already preparing myself for that. But let's go ahead and get to our headlines. St. Louis area fiber broadband provider Gateway Fiber Holdings plans to expand its broadband internet service to St. Charles County after raising investment from a private equity firm. The investment comes from Cross Timber Capital Group, a Houston firm. Terms of the investment were not disclosed. Gateway Fiber was founded last year and currently provides services in Lincoln County. A Missouri loan fund that provides aid to agriculture businesses was awarded a $500,000 loan from the United States Department of Agriculture Rural Aid Development. The fund will provide loans to agribusinesses in Missouri communities of less than 50,000 residents. Financing for up to 75% of a project's cost with a maximum loan of $112,000 will be provided to selected businesses. Funds may be used for startup costs, construction and expansion, purchase of land, and more. Kansas City-based nonprofit Veterans Community Project received a $30,000 grant from Newman's Own Awards, which funds innovative programs focused on improving life for veterans. Veterans Community Project uses a transitional housing model to address homelessness for veterans. The nonprofit currently operates in Kansas City, St. Louis, and Longmont, Colorado. It plans to expand to eight cities by 2022. St. Louis businesses with 25 or fewer employees may apply for new COVID-19 grants starting Monday. Local officials approved $1.25 million in additional Federal CARES Act funding for the grants. The grants are provided in $5,000 increments. Half of the funding will be directed to businesses located in Promise Zones, Opportunity Zones, and Neighborhood Revitalization Stabilization Areas. $4 million in virus grants was provided to 800 St. Louis businesses through the same program earlier this year. Two Missouri companies are among 15 food and agriculture startups participating in Food Bites Pitch 2020 virtual competition next month. One of the companies involved is St. Louis-based NanoGuard Technologies, which works to use high-voltage cold plasma processing technology to decrease disease transmission risks and improve food safety. St. Joseph-based Mazin Animal Health, which aims to protect the food supply from disease by providing farms with oral animal vaccines, is also participating. Food Bites Pitch works to help food and agriculture startups scale by connecting them with industry leaders. Three winners of the competition will be selected. Each will receive $10,000 in consulting services from Food Bites. Jack, I'm 
sure you've heard of people and companies running out of money, but did you know that the same thing could happen to cities? I did, but I didn't think that happened very often. It doesn't, but one small Missouri city found itself on the brink after its big money makers, two annual festivals, had to be canceled two years in a row. They were canceled last year because of flooding, and this year because of the coronavirus. Oh no, I had no idea. What town is this? It's called Kimswick. It's a tiny town located just south of St. Louis. And every year in Kimswick, the Strawberry Festival and Apple Butter Festival generate about 80% of the revenue that's needed for the town's government to function. What's the town doing to try and make money in the meantime? Well, local entrepreneurs have stepped up to try and help the town make up for the lost revenue. Reporters Larissa Gao, Clivia Liang, Ben Wickey, and Sky Strauss went to Kimswick to learn more. About 25 miles downriver from St. Louis, Kimswick sits on the west bank of the Mississippi River. Scarecrows and pumpkins stand together along the main road, greeting visitors to the town of 150 residents. This is sound from a video of the Kimswick Apple Butter Festival in 2016. Apple butter is a paste of spiced stewed apple that is best served spread thick over toast. Because of COVID-19, this festival was canceled. So is the annual Strawberry Festival. Mayor Phil Stang says canceling two major festivals emptied the town's coffers. The Strawberry Festival and the Apple Butter Festival make up 80% of the revenue to our budget. Meanwhile, sales tax generates the other 20% of municipal revenue for Kimswick, just under $250,000 a year. Business owners are struggling too. LaChance Winery opened its second location with a tasting room and a restaurant in Kimswick at the end of 2019. Its first location is in DeSoto, about 25 miles to the southwest. The winery's Kimswick location has never gotten the boost that businesses in the town typically get from the festivals. Mark Russell, LaChance's marketing director, says the winery continues to grow grapes and produce wine for the restaurant's tasting room. He says missing these festivals hurt his business. The Strawberry Festival draws 60,000 people annually, while the Apple Butter Festival attracts 100,000. And if only 10 or 15% of those people come to our property to, to buy wine or sangria or lunch or dinner, that's a lot of people. You know, so we know there's a, there's a net loss there uh, of potential business. Stang says 2020 marks the second consecutive year of canceled festivals in Kimswick and financial losses for business owners. We had to cancel because of the flood last year, the Strawberry Festival, Apple Butter, one of the days was a complete rainout, so but we did get off the second part of it. Without festivals, businesses tried to find new ways to stay afloat and support the city. LaShawn's Winery held a sold-out City of Kimswick benefit party to raise money on November 7th. It sold around 200 tickets for the event and raised over $4,600. And they sold the tickets for $10 a piece, and all of the money from that party is going straight to Kimswick. That's Mary Hostetter, who owns the Blue Owl Restaurant and Bakery, a Kimswick restaurant that is well known in the greater St. Louis area. Thank you very much, y'all. Come back and see us. I hope you enjoyed. She says each business owner made a raffle basket and donated it to the auction to bid on. I'm doing a platter that's going to have all different kinds of desserts on it. Russell says the winery also used its Facebook page to encourage coming to the Kimswick location. Uh, in the past, we, I mean, and we will go back to advertising a lot in, in Feast and Sauce Magazine and, um, you know, uh, the Post-Dispatch and, and those various outlets. But our main push for advertising this year has been social media. 
This less expensive strategy really works, Russell said. We just started, you know, five or six months ago with social media. So we've got over 2,000 there. So, I mean, it's it grows and, and we, we have a good reach and a good network that shares everything out. And new events complement older ones that have attracted customers for years. For example, Hoster invites a barbershop quartet to sing at the Blue Owl every weekend. We actually have had the uh, Rivertown Sound Quartet and they are a uh, an award-winning quartet. In the past, they have always uh, been at the Blue Owl for the Christmas festivals. With attractions like this, Russell says he remains optimistic. I think Kemswick is is on an upswing. I think businesses, I think they're going to realize that Kemswick is growing. The business base is growing. Uh, the customer base is growing. Stang calls on the public to help the town get through the financial crisis. We've asked for donations at cityofkemswick.org. Please go there and donate if you'd like. Business owners in Stang hope to raise $200,000 to carry Kimswick into 2021. That way, future festivals can take place as planned, and visitors can enjoy the apple butter and listen to quartet music. With producers Larissa Gao, Clivea Liang, and Sky Strauss, Ben Wickey, Missouri Business Alert. Next week is going to be a busy week for some entrepreneurs here in Missouri and across the world. Is that because of Global Entrepreneurship Week? It is because of Global Entrepreneurship Week. Global Entrepreneurship Week, of course, is an annual celebration of entrepreneurs. Traditionally, it features conferences, seminars, classes, happy hours, and all sorts of other events in cities across the globe. And Kansas City is usually a hub of Global Entrepreneurship Week activity. This year, though, the normally in-person event has shifted online due to the pandemic. That's understandable. I wonder how an event like this could still be impactful for its participants. Reporter Sarah E. Vega spoke with Jenny Miller of KC SourceLink, one of the lead organizers of Global Entrepreneurship Week in Kansas City, to learn more about what the event will look like there this year. Global Entrepreneurship Week, a week dedicated to celebrating innovation and entrepreneurship, starts next week. The 13th annual event looks a lot different this year, given that the U.S. is going through a worldwide pandemic. What used to be in-person events held at Kansas City's 18th and Vine District a year ago are now virtual events attended from home. I spoke with Jenny Miller, who is a network builder at KC SourceLink and the head organizer of GEW, to learn more about how GEW will play out this year. So how does Global Entrepreneurship Week look like this year? So we were debating actually whether or not to do Global Entrepreneurship Week this year or not. So we did some surveying of entrepreneurs, uh, received several hundred responses. Um, When we asked them, what do you want? What does this look like? What do you need for your business right now? And we took all of that feedback from our entrepreneurs and businesses and designed Global Entrepreneurship Week Kansas City 2020. These are the exact topics that our businesses wanted to hear due to the pandemic and everything else that is happening. Um, We had to move everything virtual this year. 
So we were working towards figuring out how do we deliver all of this to our businesses, both the content as well as the networking side. And we have invested in a virtual platform called Feedloop. So individuals will be able to sign into the platform. They'll be able to um, build out their profiles. We have um, guided networking that we'll be walking people through. So that's kind of a very broad background and overview of what, what this looks like. So how did like the planning for this change? Like how did the committee come together to like make this event happen? Because initially you said it wasn't going to happen. We were debating, you know, what does, what would be valuable to our businesses. So yes, honestly, uh, normally planning for Global Entrepreneurship Week usually starts in April. So uh, when the pandemic came down in March, just to be honest, we had to shift our focus into helping businesses right now. Um, and so weren't able to get a committee together and start planning for what may happen in November. Um, after we did some survey work with entrepreneurs and they told us what they needed, from a KC SourceLink perspective, we said, okay, you know, it's time. We need to figure out what this looks like. So we pulled together a committee. We have 12 committee members that have come together and given feedback and helped um, guide Global Entrepreneurship Week, coming up with topics and doing the um, expert presenter selection and helping guide the process as we've, as we've gone through. Um, and it's come together a lot more quickly than we would normally put together an in-person event. What are some, you know, topics and issues that you found that entrepreneurs and small business owners are more concerned with? Marketing is a big thing that people are looking at growing their customer base using new tools and technologies that they may not have used before. I mentioned uh, businesses that would typically rely on the networking in order to build their business or would rely on foot traffic coming into their establishments. Um, that has um, slowed down drastically. So those business owners are looking at what are some new methods, some new technologies that I can use. Um, so we are, we're seeing a lot of questions around that. Also, as I mentioned, um, starting a business, either you know, out of opportunity, people are seeing things. The pandemic has been really good at pointing out some shortfalls that our society has right now. So we're seeing people start businesses to help with some of those shortfalls. We are also seeing people that have been um, laid off from their positions are looking to start a business out of necessity so that they can still provide for their families. There were certain businesses and in certain industries that are doing really well right now, despite what is happening in with the pandemic, um, or maybe because of what's happening with the pandemic. So they are looking for those tools and those resources that can help them manage that growth. Uh, so that they they can be sustainable after um, after we come out of this. And would you say like GW plan to kind of shift this week on um, focusing on how to help businesses through this pandemic? We have a lot of events that are focused on resiliency and recovery. Um, however, when we say recovery and we're looking at the whole economic recovery, it's looking at how do we make your business sustainable right now and after the pandemic? How do we help you shift best business practices so that you're sustainable for the long term, 
not just make a pivot right now so that you can survive the next few months. In terms of like networking, it kind of changed. And so can you talk a little bit more about how that looks like? One of the cool things that we're doing is we have the hallway. So when you go to a normal in-person conference, you meet tons of people in the hallway just going to and from your sessions. Um, So we have actually put a hallway into this conference. So in between, the hallway is open the whole time so people can pop into the hallway. We have activities set up in the hallway. There will be people in the hallway the whole time so that attendees can, again, in between sessions, go to the hallway and meet other people. Uh, You'll be able to go into a breakout room and have a private discussion if that's something that you want to do in there. Um, And again, it's to help foster those relationships that people are craving right now. What do you want to come out of this week? You know, knowing how much planning went into it, how um, different the event is, what's something that you want, you know, entrepreneurs to come out of this or, you know, small business owners? Our goal is to make sure that these businesses have the tools, the resources, the connections that they need to implement right now, as well as what they'll need in the next two weeks or six months. Global Entrepreneurship Week in in Kansas City really shines the light on all of the great resources that are available all year long. So we wanna make sure that these businesses know there is a network of support here to help you and to um, assist you right now, as well as into the future. get to the digits of the week, the numbers that matter most in Missouri entrepreneurship. The digit I've chosen is 70,000. 70,000? Why that digit? Logboat Brewing Company in Columbia said at a recent city council meeting that because of coronavirus restrictions on restaurants and bars, the city is missing out on $70,000 worth of taxes from Logboat alone. Bars and restaurants in Columbia are not allowed to sell alcohol past 10.30 and must have tables that are socially distanced. Many cities in Missouri have similar rules in place, and as hospitalizations and case counts in the state rise, it will continue putting financial pressure both on businesses and on governments that will miss out on tax revenue. What digit do you have for us? My digit today is 100,000. Why'd you choose 100,000? St. Louis entrepreneur Akeem Shannon was on Shark Tank last Friday and secured an investment of $100,000 from investor Lori Greiner, who will now take 25% stake in his business Flipstick. Flipstick produces a product by the same name that functions as a stand for a person's phone so they can set it up and use it hands-free. While the episode was airing, however, it was interrupted by presidential election news. In response to the interruption, Flipstick created the hashtag JusticeForFlipstick. Despite the interruption, the company did raise the investment it was seeking. That's all for this week's episode. This has been Speaking Startup for Missouri Business Alert. This episode was produced, edited, and hosted by Casey Murray and me, Jack Anstein. Our theme music was produced by Elliot Bowman. We'll speak to you next time.